Welcome to a Longer Table podcast, a space for real and sometimes hard conversations that will often challenge your perspective and always empower you to pull up more seats around your own table. I'm your host, Amanda Carpenter. Let's dive in. Today, I'm sitting across the table from my friend, Lindsay. We met on Instagram. Whoever said Insta friends weren't real does not know <laughs> And my people, because we are <laughs> definitely friends. Lindsay is someone I haven't met in person yet. Um, I say yet because I, I'm sure we will at some point. That's I would love all. that. And I love yeah. Chicago, so I'll come to you. <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, when COVID ends, we could have so much fun. Um, but Lindsay, you're a boy mama. We have that in common. You're a Jesus follower. We have that in common. Mm. Uh, I think we've been married like almost the same amount of time. We have that in common. There's just so many similarities. And so I was super excited because I've gotten to be on your podcast. And today we're yes. welcoming you to a longer table. And we are going to chat very specifically because with my episodes being limited to like under a half hour, ideally, you and I could talk about a million things, but we're going to focus in on cancel culture. Love that. And I'm super excited because I think it's really relevant. And you and I uh, probably have both experienced cancel culture on many different levels, right? Like yeah. we are people who put ourselves out there, kind of have this platform so people cancel on us. And then in addition, we're human and there are probably people in our life we've canceled on. So let's just dive into it. Tell me from your perspective go right in. What, what is cancel culture to you? What do you think about it? Yeah. 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 I like that you bring up, we've probably canceled people too. Cause I want to start with that, that I'm not coming at this conversation on a high horse of saying, this isn't something that I've struggled with. There are moments where I'll read something on Facebook and be like, I want nothing to do with you. I fully disagree with you. But what I've seen kind of since BLM is this transition of people. It's almost just like this immediate response of anger toward whatever they disagree with. And so for me, I posted about Black Lives. I posted, I've shared a lot about Breonna Taylor. I've lost hundreds and hundreds of followers because of that. And I'm not, I've shared on my um, Instagram stories on lindsay.myestis, but I'm not concerned about the followers and those people. I'm concerned about the heart of this, all of it. So ultimately, man, cancel culture is basically the practice of canceling someone, <laughs> um, withdrawing support from them, public figures it used to be, but now it's more so friends and family because we find something offensive and it's not offensive like racism. It's not offensive like sex trafficking. It's not like people are, I mean, some people are, but going out there and saying these things and we're canceling them. That's not what I'm referring to because I understand that. I understand abuse and racism and that's not something necessarily to be tolerated um, in any way, shape or form. Do I believe that there can be a conversation about these things? Yes. Do I believe we can ask further questions instead of making assumptions and if something is misworded, we're not out like a panther after prey, you know, just trying to find the one thing that they said wrong. I think it is, it's having for me, I believe the heart of Christ. It is, it's not like I'm saying abuse. It's just a different opinion. And as the election approaches, I think that this is going to happen much, much more. And I like for me, I believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. I believe that scripture is God breathed. But if someone misunderstands scripture and maybe they quote something, or we have a different interpretation of that scripture, I'm not going to immediately say 
you're canceled. I want nothing to do with you. You, We've been friends for 25 years, <laughs> but we disagree on this and therefore I'm out. That is not the heart of Christ. We're, I look at like apologetics and I think it's such a popular piece of the puzzle with Christianity. And apologetics is ultimately just in layman's terms, asking question after question rather than making accusation. And the Lord reminds us in James to be slow to speak, slow to anger. When we're on Facebook with these keyboard wars, Amanda, it is like the opposite of slow to speak and slow to anger. We are reacting rather than responding. And so for me, after seeing this, after seeing friendships ended, after seeing people literally trying to destroy businesses in my city because they didn't say exactly what they were supposed to say, even though they don't know the heart of these people, they didn't even try to understand it. It's just like wrecked my soul a little bit. Yeah. It's been so discouraging to me. Um, so I just, I want to back up. You said a lot and I, I agree I with all of it. No, no. <laughs> Getting I, to the meat. <laughs> I, I love it. I agree yeah. with all of it. And that's the thing, like you and I probably don't even see completely eye to eye on every single issue yeah. or every single biblical thing or whatever. But the reason for me, okay. So there's so many thoughts, but one of the reasons like I haven't unfollowed you or disconnected with you is because even if we don't see eye to eye or interpret something the exact same way, I love your heart. I feel like I, on the other side of the internet, get to experience the fruit of what God's doing in your life. So what if we don't see something exactly eye to eye? Mm-hmm. Um, and another another point to that is you and I have been building a relationship, a friendship, even if it's not in person. For me, that's, that's very real. And so it would just yeah. be really odd to me to cancel you, to cut you out and to shut you out of my life and to think, you know, I want nothing to do with this woman. Um, when you've added value to my life. And I'm also able to be like, okay, we might not see eye to eye on this one thing, but Mm -hmm. we have so much in common with in other areas. For me, it's like, okay, does this person still add value to my life? And am I still able to love them? And, and I, I mean, yeah, there is a difference between, oh, you don't like iced coffee or you're anti Starbucks (laughs) person versus if whether or not you can say black lives matter, right? There, there is a difference there, but I would agree with you. We're so quick to just cut people out. And Mm -hmm. I want to also make the point, like, I do not care to me, cancel culture. I guess it does include celebrities or people that, that don't even know we exist. Like when we unfollow them, cause they say something the way we disagree with or whatever, like that's a thing, but that doesn't, that doesn't really bother me a whole lot. Cause it's like, there's no relationship there. Like they don't even know I yeah. exist. So if I unfollow right. Blake Lively, I don't even know. I actually, yeah. I, actually yeah. love, I actually love Blake Lively, but if I unfollow Blake Lively, no harm done because we have no relationship. She doesn't even know I exist. Um, however, I still think the root of the issue when, when we think someone's bothering us or they're saying something that offends us and our immediate reaction is to push them away. I don't think Mm. that's very Jesus-like. And I actually think that it doesn't get to the root, which is actually looking at everyone as if they're a mirror and saying, why is this triggering such a big reaction out of me? Like, why Mm -hmm. am I feeling so triggered by this? Or, you know, and then on another note, like, 
why, why don't we give people the space to grow and evolve in their own journey? For example, I said that I don't have a strong pro-life or pro-choice stance. And I was very clear in what that meant for me and why I feel the way that I do. That doesn't mean I'll always feel that way. There have been times in my life where I've been extremely vocally pro-life. There have been other times in my life I've been pretty vocal for pro-choice. And I'm at this point in my journey of evolution and just, uh, learning where I'm asking Mm. questions and I'm Mm -hmm. digging in and I don't feel I have a really strong stance. That's where I'm at today. And unfortunately I had people, I mean, I guess when you straddle the line, you get hit by both sides of traffic. Right. So it's like, I lost all these followers. And again, it's not about the numbers, but it was like, wow, this is really sad that it's the, it's the principle of it. yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was receiving these messages from women that have previously been so encouraging about how, you know, they're like, wow, I can really see that you take, you know, following Jesus seriously by the way you live your life. But then I say something very honestly about where I'm at. And then they're so quick to be like, you're for killing babies. Bye. I'm just like, see, and man, it like that. It wrecks me. I, I saw some of that play out and I actually have been praying for you because I know again, it's not about the numbers. I think for us, the way that we pursue our ministries, it's about people and the numbers are cool. It's great for ministry for business. I'm not going to say it's not, but ultimately my heart is like, man, I want to reach people. I want to love people. I want to share the opportunity for communication and community and conversation. And I love that you brought up previously the dinner table kind of like a longer table in bringing those people around because the reality is you are never going to sit across your dinner table, even with your best friends and have the exact same viewpoint. But the difference here on a Facebook thread versus at your dinner table with your closest friends is the choice to love them. And I think that's ultimately it by our love is how the Lord knows that we are his disciples. And so we I think it's important to realize we're made in the image and the likeness of God, but we are not him. Mm-hmm. So we can we can see the fruit of someone's life. Yes. Pay to what do they say fruit inspector such a cheesy like Christian term to inspect fruit to see okay, are they especially if they're a teacher like in the position that we are in, are they preaching truth? Are they sharing truth? Okay, yes, I see, like you said, somebody who has aligned with everything, who's someone who's been encouraged by me. And there's this area where we disagree, you know, but do I love you? Yeah. Do I would would I love to sit and have a conversation and understand your perspective? Absolutely. I would love to. Just like you coming on the Living Easy podcast, my podcast, and talking about the white savior complex. I learned so much from you in areas that I may not fully understand. Do I believe what the Bible says about abortion for that specific situation? Yes, that is what I believe. Does Amanda believe something different because of her experiences and in the conversations that she's had with others? I want to hear about those conversations. I don't want to completely extradite you, get, get rid of you solely to appease myself and to make myself feel better. Ultimately it's selfishness. And when we're destroying these people, even if it is celebrities like cancel her, there's a human being there. And just like in our social media, there's a human being there. We're not as Christians called to be the judges. We are not even James 2, 12 through 13 for judgment is without mercy for those who have shown no mercy. And when we are choosing to give grace or unconditional love based upon 
someone's willingness or desire to believe exactly what we believe to mold them into us, we are displaying partiality. We are not loving them with that unconditional love. Preach. Preach. Yeah. I think we're so quick to cancel, at least on the internet. And it's funny because the same people that maybe send us certain messages or cancel us online would never have the guts to say what they said in that message to my face in person. And I think that's what's hard too, is we get so brave behind a screen, but it's our pride. It's our selfishness. I think that's where the enemy honestly, like is, is just laughing and is just so, um, happy at the division that, um, is stirring. And so I guess let's talk about how do you, Lindsay, when you see people posting things that you feel are problematic or that you disagree with, what's the first kind of, what do you do? Sure. I think it comes back to heart and foundation ultimately at first. And it is, it's realizing that demanding that someone meet our personal criteria of what it means to be approved of or accepted is completely anti-gospel. So as a Christian, it's outside of how God saves. It's outside of how God works. It's outside of the mercy that I've been shown. I've been forgiven of much. I've been given, poured upon so much grace in my life. And sometimes I think we begin to worship ideologies rather than worshiping Jesus. And that is the foundation is, Lord, am I worshiping you right now in this moment of frustration or am I worshiping my politics or my ideology? So for me, first and foremost, super simple, I choose to agree to disagree. Um, I go to a place where I say, again, not referring to abuse. I want to just be so clear with that. But if there are things I see where I disagree, I say, okay, I agree to disagree. Do I leave it there if I really strongly feel something? No, not necessarily. But will I publicly call someone out? Absolutely not. I just don't think that that does good in the scheme of things because it turns into a massacre when it's just not necessary. If our heart is to actually love these people and lead them to Christ or lead them to a different perspective even or help ourselves to understand a, a public call out is just not going to do that. Hashtag canceled is not going to do that. Yeah. Asking questions privately, having say, Hey, I would love to jump on a zoom call with you tonight. And some people might think immediately, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for this person. I think that is the issue right there. We're not loving people enough. Like the Lord says you can have all of in first Corinthians 13, you can have all of the wisdom, all of the knowledge if you do not have love, you have nothing. And so for us to say, I don't have time for this person, but I do have time to wreck their reputation, wreck their business, whatever it might be. Then, I mean, that's, that is the heart issue. I agree with that completely. And what I would say, and I talked about this throughout my space journey is that when we look at the life of Jesus, he had his 12 disciples, right? His closest friends, 12. Now I know that nowadays we have 9,000, no, like closer. (laughs) I think I follow a little over 900 people. Sometimes I even ask myself, am I following too many people? Cause like probably 500 of those are actual real life acquaintances and friends and family, but the rest are people that like, like yourself, even that have this internet friendship with, and that's, it can be wonderful. But, um, I think we also need to evaluate if we don't have time, why are we spending energy observing their life? Um, so I think it's time. I know for me, I felt really convicted to kind of retake inventory. And again, not looking at it as a personal thing of like, um, 
I'm unfollowing them because I don't like them or I don't care about them, but also being realistic about what capacity I've been given. Because I think one of the things I learned in my relationship with Jesus is that I am not limitless. I have very limited capacity and I wasn't created to be friends with everyone. And I can't keep up or sustain 900 relationships. And so just seeing someone post something that rubs me the wrong way, I can either react emotionally, I can blast them and I can cancel them, which isn't godly. I can set up time to talk with them individually, which if I have that capacity, great. But the reality is I probably don't have that for very many people. So at the end of the day, I have to ask myself, why do I give so much of my energy to even observing other people's lives? And I guess for me, and I'm curious if you struggle with this too, as someone who does ministry online, I have such a love-hate relationship with social media in general. It's been really... It's like the biggest barrier to my career. Like I just wish that it could go away, but then I'm like, oh, but there's so many great things about it. It's just a hard thing to navigate. Yeah. I really struggle with it. I, I probably have emotional, I could talk about this forever. I actually have an episode six ways your phone changes you. And I talk Mm. a lot about how social media impacts our family um, and our emotional health. And I think it really messes with you. And when you start to see these things, whether it's, directed at you or not, we are consuming this. And a lot of what we become is what we take in. And when we're constantly taking in this negativity and this anger, we may not become that, but we may carry, if you're empathetic like me, you carry that burden for other people and it weighs on you. Um, And I do, I think there's a point where we have to say, I, okay, let me backtrack. I had some girl write me And she was really opinionated on something that I shared and she didn't address the issue necessarily. She attacked my character and she's, so we, I looked back and saw we had never had a conversation before. She had just probably started following along or she had been following along, but she started attacking my character because of a belief I had. And so I backtracked and I said, wait, what are we addressing here? If you want to talk about my character and these things, we can talk about it. But if you want to talk about this political issue or social justice, racial reconciliation, we can talk about that. But they are two separate things because just because I believe something does not make my character or my heart or my intention bad, especially when you have no idea who I am. And so she spent the time to write this whole thing, kind of character assassination Um, and then when I asked her on the social justice issue to please give her explanation and to share with me, her response was, you believe what you believe. So it's not worth my time. Hmm. And I was so frustrated, (laughs) Amanda. I was like, girl, I'm willing to give you the time. Not that my time is glorious or anything. It's just you hurt my feelings and I still want to hear what you have to say about this, but Mm -hmm. you're unwilling. And I gave her two more chances. And then it turned into her kind of saying, well, here are good things I see about your character. And I didn't mean to go down that route, but I still am not willing to have this conversation. And I just was like, then what's the point you guys, what is the point of making someone feel like just, I mean, pain and heartache and feeling like, gosh, did I do something wrong and questioning all of these things when you really just want to have a voice. Like you just want to have a voice to hear ourselves speak. And I think that's when we're sitting in so much pride and anger and trying to play God and fix someone. Um, and so going back to, to the solutions, I would say most importantly, uh, Matthew five forty four says, but I say unto you, 
love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who persecute you. And I talk all the time on Living Easy Podcast about what the intention of prayer is. That a lot of the time with a lack of forgiveness, that resentment sits in our hearts and the other person doesn't even know that we're sitting there bitter and angry. We're just unforgiving and we're frustrated at whatever we saw on social media. Um, It does more. It takes more of a toll on us than on others. But when we pray, and I don't mean just like, Lord, fix them, (laughs) you know, (laughs) make them what I want them to be. But you pray for someone who is absolutely voting for the the politician that you cannot stand. And you say, Lord, I wish good things for their family. I pray that you pour blessings upon them. I pray that you guide them and give them wisdom and direction. Bring someone into their life who can lead and, and help them because maybe this issue I think is totally off base. But I love you, Lord, more than I love myself. And I want to point them to you more than I want to point them to myself. And I actually have an episode on um, Living Easy called, um, it's episode 23 and it's when friends become enemies or distant friends and what Mm. to do. And I'm talking about a relationship that is very strained in my life. And I'm sharing about why we pray for these people, not necessarily what to do. And, you know, but I'm saying, why do we pray? Like, why does the Bible guide us to pray? And a lot of that is a trust in the Lord. And I also talk about how to pray so that those prayers don't become bitter or don't become selfish or self-seeking. Um, and then also in episode one, I talk about seven pieces of seven pieces of advice that have changed my life and kind of pursuing biblical friendships. And again, some of these are acquaintances. Some of these are people you're passing by, but all of this withstands because like we're talking about Amanda, if they, if they, I feel like I'm talking so fast. I've had a lot of coffee today. You're so great. Like, yeah. I talk, okay. I talk fast too. People say they like it because they don't have to speed up the podcast because they yes. can go on normal speed. Okay, good. Um, but I, I think it is just coming to a place where we say, I, I want good. And if they're taking up space in my mind for 30 minutes where I'm storming around my house, or I'm just like, oh my gosh, how can they believe that? Or feeling judged, whatever it is, they're taking up space in your heart. Like that is space in your heart that doesn't belong. So even if they're not a close friend, that prayer is valid. And so I just... I don't know, man, it just grieves me. And it's really grieved me a lot with everything that's happened lately because it's it's just, it feels like a witch hunt to me a lot of the time. And it feels like as believers, we're just really supposed to be, we're supposed to look a lot different than the world looks. And right now, I think we are the witches in a lot of this. Like, I mean, we're we're the hunters in a lot of this. We're the ones like with our pitchforks out, just waiting for someone to screw up and, and destroy them. And I watched Jenna Kutcher. I don't know if you follow along with Jenna Kutcher. There was a whole lot of mess with that, but it was all so public. And part of me just felt like, I felt like there could have been a very real resolution had this been done privately, but because it was turned so public, it became real. And do I agree with the situation? I'm not, I'm not saying what I feel about the situation. I'm just saying how it was handled could have been handled so much more graciously and lovingly to actually come to a solution and resolution. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very counterproductive when we want 
someone to change their mind or their opinion or their stance on something, but the way we go about it is an attack. It just doesn't make sense. So even on that note, not that that should be our motive, but when it is, because let's be honest, we're human. And sometimes that's my motive is I want you to see why you're wrong. Right. It's like, well, the way I go about it does matter. I think too, Lindsay, how often do you just delete all your social media or hand it over to someone that you employ to run so that you can get a full mind and heart break. Is that something you incorporate into your life? Yeah, I actually, I have, I've had a really hard time with this. It's funny you bring this up because it's been something I've been praying about a lot. Um, I am the type of, I am an achiever full on Enneagram three. Like I numbers do dictate my joy when I let them. And I have been doing this for about five years now. And I've had, I don't look at my podcast numbers anymore. I mean, first, like I celebrated hundred K I do celebratory, but for when it comes to each podcast episode, I really don't look at numbers. And with social media, I'll find myself like going back and going back. I'm like, dang, how many times have I clicked this? And I don't know if you've tried this, but when you move the app on your phone and you realize how many times you try to get onto Instagram in a 15 minute span, it's like, like it's really consuming. Yeah, totally. And so I've actually just recently hired someone. I told my husband with what I do, I don't have, I don't feel the freedom to not have an Instagram, although I would delete it instantly (laughs) if I could. Um, I love the community, but I feel like I can do that through Zoom chats and stuff now, which I do with some of the girls who follow along. But I've hired someone who is now just taking over like my posting. I'll create the content behind the scenes, but I will not watch the content being posted. And I do every Sunday, I delete Instagram, Facebook from my phone completely um, just to make sure I have, I usually just shut my phone off to be with my family. And then throughout the week, I'll set limits on myself. They actually have like time tracker apps, which I like fully admit, admit I do not have self-control sometimes when it comes to this because it can be so all-consuming with everything we have going on, you know, all the platforms. So I've just learned to, to step back and set timing, you know, two hours a day, three hours a day where I sit down and I pour all of my time and energy into scheduling and planning and doing videos and posting those because I still want to be engaged, but then really, really intentional about my time away. And ideally, I would love to create videos just like record myself, send them to my girl, let her upload them. So they're still like, it's my heart behind it. It's my intention behind it. But I don't want to see any of the response unless it's like the communication part. I don't want to see the numbers. Yeah, for sure. No, I I love that. And I do something similar, which during COVID, it's been a struggle, I'll admit, because I feel like all rhythms kind of flew out the window when this pandemic hit and then it like hasn't changed. And I know everyone has their feelings about the phrase new normal, but for me, in a sense, this is, this is my new normal. And so I've had to adjust and figure it out. But having a Sabbath, a weekly Sabbath where one day a week, it's completely not uh, available that it's either my phone is either powered down, like you said, or the apps are deleted is so vital. Um, just to have that break and Mm -hmm. the, and honestly, the mute option on Instagram, I haven't utilized that a ton, but I've started to think about how that could be really helpful, especially for family and friends who I do love. I don't want to have, um, sometimes you don't even need to have the confrontation or drama, or it doesn't even need to be a conversation between 
me and that person. I just need some space from them while um, I do some work on my end before maybe I approach a conversation. And so that's where that mute button that's comes good comes in really handy because it's like, if I unfollow them at some point, they're going to be like, Hey, you unfollowed me. What and happened? Yeah, yeah. And that's awkward. So it's like, yeah. okay, I love that. That's now an option to mute them. And then I can do the, you know, have the space that I need before approaching a conversation or, or maybe sometimes I come back from that space and I don't need to have a conversation because sometimes because it uh, depends. Yeah. Like where your heart is at the time. And Facebook also has snooze. And I can tell you, <laughs> I've probably snoozed half of my friends list um, during kind of just COVID and elections and everything right now, because I realize how little I can consume of this and kind of going back to the social media thing, how little I can consume of this and, and have joy. I allow it to flow into my family. And I think a lot of us do that when we're soaking in this information too often, it flows onto our spouse or to our children without us even realizing how much of an impact it has on us because it's negativity, it's anger, it's it's just a lot to carry. You know, we're, we've never been intended to have access to everything in the world at our fingertips. I mean, that is not how God created it. You know, and technology is amazing, but there's also a point where it's like overload. And so yeah. I fully agree. I've muted people and a lot of it is work. Like, all right, Lord, my heart work. Where am I at? What is this? Does this really need to be something? Or is this something like I'm just in a bad place right now and I just need a breather? I think that's completely healthy because you're still you're staying quiet and giving yourself the opportunity, like we talked about, to pray for them, to pray for yourself and to handle it in a healthy, loving way. Yeah, absolutely. And so often, again, I think I've already said this, but when someone is bothering me, it says a lot more about me than it does them. So I have mm-hmm. to ask myself the question, why, why is this bothering me? What is this bringing up for me? Why is this eliciting such a big reaction out of me? And if okay. I take the time to do that work, a lot of times I realize that it, they're actually mirroring something that I don't like about myself. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you view them through so much more compassion and empathy. So, yeah. I mean, there's so much more we could say, but I love just the wisdom you shared. The ver- the scripture and the verses that you shared are also really great things to come back to. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just end with if you, I mean, I'm going to have to go and listen to those episodes that you referred because I know your podcast is full of these good nuggets and tips and advice. But what would you say to someone who doesn't have a platform, who doesn't use um, Instagram for work or ministry the way we, the way we do, what do you say? Should they, how, how should they utilize social media in a way that's healthy? Sure. Um, I think, okay. So Luke 645 says the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. I think it is, it it is being slow to speak. It is watching our words and saying, is this, whether I'm following a big blogger who has a huge impact on people. And I totally disagree with what they're saying is what I'm about to say life-giving or is it poison? Like the Bible refers to our words as either, um, as having the power of life and death. Am I breathing life into this person or if I, am I like poisoning them? <laughs> you know, because there really is a difference between the two. So I think watching what you say, secondly, really limiting your intake. I mean, I've just personally, aside from the relationships, if I'm just mindlessly scrolling, I don't think there are many good things that come from that. 
I, if I want to learn, I'll listen to a podcast, I'll read a book, I'll, you know, and there are a lot of great perspectives and people who love to watch other people's lives, but is your life enjoyable enough and sweet enough that without social media, you would still be happy? If the answer is no, I think we really need to take a second to evaluate our real world. You know, like, are we neglecting our family members and our loved ones for people we've never even met and becoming consumed by their opinions? So making sure you have that balance, um, again, on six ways your phone changes you, that one, I talk a lot about that, but having that balance. And then I'm also just realizing like, kind of like you're saying, are the people I'm following filling me? Are they filling my soul? Are they continuing to um, help me to grow, to be better? If not, why am I so immersed in their lives? You know, yeah. um, just being wise with that. And again, we can use mute. So we're not unfollowing and hurting people's feelings if we don't want to. But I just, I think there's a place of, you know, what is the point of this? if all it's doing is producing negativity. So just having having that conversation with the Lord, sitting in your Bible, not opening your phone the first time, first thing you do when you wake up, like not allowing that to be the first thing you do because that it's just kind of soul sucking, I think. Yeah. And I, again, this is what I do. Like this is my platform. But I, I think that there's a lot of negative if we do not have balance and structure and if we're worshiping our phones more than we worship Jesus. Yeah. I mean, how often do we spend hours a day on Instagram to get to the end of the day and say, oh, I didn't have time to be with God. Like, I don't mm -hmm. have time to read my Bible. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't have 15 minutes anywhere in my day that I could have done that. You know, it's just like, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's pretty obvious that there is the time. It's how we choose to spend it. Uh, Amen. Yeah. I, I love everything you shared. I adore you and your heart. I just Me really too. enjoy this uh, long distance friendship uh, with someone yeah. who... <laughs> who has so much in common with me and yet offers a fresh perspective. So I just appreciate mm -hmm. you joining our table today. I'm excited for people to check out the Living Easy podcast to follow along in your journey and to uh, be encouraged by you. You are someone who definitely speaks life and is uh, very positive. Not that you, that Thank you, you afraid to be controversial or, or real on social media, but you, you can tell that you do the private work before you show up publicly. So thank you for that. Wow. Thank you. That's really, that's very, um, that touches my heart <laughs> to not to be cheesy, but that, I mean, I do. And I think that's, it is so important for me before showing up on your podcast or living easy podcast or on my Instagram that I'm not coming from a place of like still being in the process of, um, I'll show up when I'm like, man, this morning was rough with my husband and I, but until it's been resolved with the Lord and within my heart, and I feel like I have something to offer that is generous to my readers or listeners, I don't want to, like I'll show up in my mess hardcore, but I don't want to show up without something to offer someone else if the Lord hasn't worked that in me yet. Mm -hmm. And so I just really appreciate you acknowledging that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. It was such a joy to have you. Thank you. Oh, it was such an honor and I just adore you and I love a longer table. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. Of course. <laughs>